0: Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week or just need a little bit of a a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, If you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup, or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online, where all meals are just $10. Each shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, Orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, All orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday and Boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. All right, and today's guest is the one and only Phil Monin. Phil, is, I don't know why I said it like that, but uh, Phil is a, uh, a good friend of mine from uh, childhood. Uh, we went to grade school together and all the way throughout high school and whatnot, um, just a fun guy. I mean, he's he's come to visit me in Florida. He's come to visit me in New York City. He's uh, he's a great dude. I, I love hanging out with him uh, and and having a beer with him, or you love hanging out with him and having you know deep thought provoking uh, conversations because uh, this guy is very well studied. Um, and you might go ahead and say, "Well, this is great, but why do I care?" Uh, well, it's Monday motivation and. Uh, this guy in my opinion is, is successful right uh, he is a mathematician and financial economist at the Federal Reserve Board in Washington DC uh, that's where he conducts research on financial intermediaries such as broker dealers and hedge funds um, he has published has been published in various mathematics and finance journals and his research has actually earned him several awards uh, he holds a PhD in uh, mathematics from the University of Texas at Austin he is a CFA charter holder he is a certified financial risk manager, and as that's not enough, he also teaches part-time in the graduate program in mathematics and t- statistics at Georgetown University. Uh, he currently lives in northern Virginia with his wife and two children and is uh, is, is, is killing it. So uh, I, I wanted to have him on. Uh, now, if you are expecting a 25 to 40-minute uh, Monday motivation, this is not that. This is a little bit longer. Uh, you will hear him say it, that he likes to talk in circles sometimes. And uh, <laughs> and we, uh, we go off on different tangents. But uh, it's, it's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. So uh, yeah, have, have, have a listen. Hey, uh-huh. Welcome, Phil. How have you been, man? It's been a
1: while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me here today. Uh, it has been a while, Jeremy. It's been a while for a lot of people right now, man. It's it's uh, quite the quite the world we're in, isn't it?
0: It is. It, it. I mean, that's that's the understatement of the year, man. It is. It's uh-huh. it's crazy right now. Um, you know, people are going to second lockdowns, and uh, you know, it's it's uh it's it's but it's fun that we can still you know get together you know i I know that people are sick of doing zoom calls and and things like that, but uh you know when i when I asked you if you'd if you'd be able to be on the podcast, you're like, yeah, absolutely, and he said that mm-hmm. you know this is cool that we get to do it virtually because you know most things that you do now are virtually right
1: yeah i uh you know I work at the federal reserve and like everybody else, I uh, in in positions where they can do it. I I I communicate and work uh, on Zoom. I've been working there since the the world, uh, the financial world, melting down in uh, in in March. Actually, the day my first day at that at the Fed was March sixteenth, which is a pretty famous day And the financial world. VIX hit eighty. And Um, you know, the market tanked 12% and I'm in there for my orientation. It was quite, quite an experience. It was the first day in DC that uh, (laughs) we were going into lockdown. So, you know, on Friday, uh, Friday the 13th of March was my last day at the other job. And I'm doing my sort of normal commute on the train, all the people in DC, you know, you've been to DC, you can imagine what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and then Monday it's a ghost town and I'm going to this new, it was just so strange. Um, but I do that and I teach at, uh, Georgetown and, uh, that's all virtual too. So it's, you know, I sit there in my underwear all day and, uh, uh, work (laughs) and then, and then I bring, then I bring the other computer onto my desk. Like I, I just, you know, you can just picture me. I just kind of pivot 90 degrees, right. Uh, and then bring that computer and turn back to the desk and, you know, plug in the headset to that thing and. Off we go for for uh, for Georgetown. So wow, um, wow. yeah. So this morning I sit in my underwear and I just take the headphones from the computer to my phone, and you know, all of a sudden I'm on Jeremy's uh, famous podcast.
0: That's right. That's right. Very famous. Mm-hmm. Very famous. Mm-hmm. Very
1: famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it is oh, it no, is oh. great that we we can we, we can do this, and you know, it's a testament to. Um, the relationships that we have and the relationships that we all have with, uh, the people we have in our lives that even though we can't be together physically, we can, uh, we can still have a meaningful connection. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy that we, we still have that. I'm happy that you and I have it. I'm happy that, uh, you know, technology has met the moment and, uh, you know, as much as people deride deride uh, Zoom, and you know it's becoming a sort of uh, what if, you know a cliche or something. And someday we'll look back and we'll say, oh, "Man, remember Zoom? It was terrible or something." Yeah. Zoom calls. You know. Yeah, but the, the the fact is is that it's it's. I think uh, insofar as we're holding on to our sanity these days, we we owe it to uh, in part to technology and of course. I'm coming out of this thing. We're going to owe it to technology. Isn't it amazing what we can do uh, scientifically these days that we have multiple vaccines? I mean, yeah, it's,
0: it's unbelievable. It really is. mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that it's, it's so quick. That's what, you know, and, and this is me being a skeptic right now, but that's what makes me wonder, like, are all these other things, you know, that we've been studying for years upon years upon years, you know, 20, 30 years and all that stuff. And you say, Is there a cure for it and they just don't do it because there's more money, you know, to, to, you know, kind of just put a Band-Aid on it or is it really just that much more complex?
1: Well, I mean, it's a combination as far as I understand it. So, you know, in part the, uh, the fact that uh, we understood the genetic makeup of uh, the, this virus um, within weeks of its uh, uh, sort of uh, spread, um uh within china uh, we had the genetic makeup of it in january and um there was a pocket of uh, researchers who specialize in coronaviruses and um in certain respects we've gotten a little bit lucky with this one because it has this distinctive spike protein um right uh that uh, the the uh, a number of these vaccines are are targeting Uh, successfully so far and um, uh, but you know uh, Isaac Newton of course said that he uh, stood on the shoulders of giants and uh, um, you know I I like Isaac Newton I got a PhD in math right so you know calculus is uh, (laughs) important to me (laughs) Uh, you know it was a my the my uh, cause for being employed at the University of Texas when I was in grad school for a while because I I got to teach that course, but um but it's true you know we we understand a lot about um the coronavirus in part because of our study uh, our studies of other viruses and other coronaviruses, and we understand a lot about vaccines because we have uh, people who out who are out there doing that and. Uh, Um, you know, the sort of uh bioinformatic revolution that was heralded at the beginning of millennium is just uh um really sort of paying off this time, thank goodness, right? Right, Um, yeah, we can sequence uh the genetic makeup of uh of a lot of different things, including this virus, and um, you know, we have uh, messenger RNA vaccines. I mean, oh my gosh, right? I mean just insane. Um, insane. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh,
0: um, so I, I wanted to have you on not to talk about the coronavirus, but I, I actually like that. And we're going to talk, we're going to have a, a whatever Wednesday with you. So we could talk a little bit more in depth about this sort of stuff because, um, you know, and, and I know you're, you're a very humble person. Uh, you're, you're one of my friends that I've known since, since the beginning, right? I mean, Mm-hmm. Uh, Lancaster boys, right? <laughs> Lancaster boys, yeah, that's right. Um, so, so yeah, so you and I, uh, we've known each other for a long, long time, and and like I said, you're very humble, so you're you're gonna you know downplay this. But I I I think that you're probably the smartest person I know, and oh as God. you as you know, and as as many people that listen to this podcast, and as many of my friends will attest to. I know a lot of people I am, you know, I have a lot of best friends. I have all this, all that. uh, But I, I I truly mean that, you know, you're, you're freaking brilliant and you have just a way of, of, of looking at things and and reading things and, and explaining them. So I, I was like, you know what I have to have Phil on. I I think I asked you back in September and, you know, you were going through all the transitions and stuff like that and different things, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with, with work and, you know, just busy. So I, I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, give you some time. Then I finally had time to ask and I was like, let's, you know, can we do it? And you're like, yeah. So I want to have you on because you are successful in your arena. You're, you, you have a successful home life, right? You have a a wonderful Mm -hmm. wife, you have two great kids. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and we could talk about all that on our whatever Wednesday podcast, but I want to get into, you know, successful Phil, when it comes to his 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 work life, because uh, you don't you don't brag about this a lot at all. But you know, our surrounding friends we talk about it every once in a while. Where we're like, "Holy shit! Did you see Phil do this? or Did you know that Phil did that?" And we're like, "What? Oh, I didn't hear about that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so uh, you know, just just give us a little background. You 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 said you work for the Federal Reserve, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You mm-hmm. you have your your PhD in mathematical finance, is it? Uh, it's uh, pure mathematics. Pure mathematics. Yes. pure mathematics. Okay. Mm-hmm. So pure mathematics, um, which I don't even know what that means, but its I know it's impressive. <laughs> well, I could, it, I could certainly explain
1: it if you... If, yeah. if, we'll, we'll,
0: <laughs> we'll have you explain that. So, so then you, you got your PhD in pure mathematics. Then you went ahead and you moved to DC. Now, you could have went many different routes, right? You could have went the hedge fund route and made a Mm -hmm. gazillion dollars. You could have went, you know, uh, the teaching route, which you, you kind of are doing. And then you went, Mm -hmm. you know, more of the, the, the government route, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So, so one, I'm curious on, on how you, you picked your path Uh, and, and two, you know, how did you get there? So like, tell us just, just a, a brief synopsis. It doesn't have to be long just of, you know, what what pure mathematics is and why you went down that path at ut right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: then why you went to uh dc to and and the first job was and the federal reserve right
1: no uh the first job was an outfit called the office of financial research
0: oh that's right that's Um, right so then mm -hmm. so then you went there and then you went to the federal reserve
1: right that's right
0: All right. So, so just, just take us down that path and explain how you, how you got to each level. Was it hard work? Was it just luck? Was it some connections or maybe it just came natural to you? And I, and I don't mean that in a, you know, in a, 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 you know, downplaying way, but like sometimes people just go get to where they are just because like, it just happens. Like uh, I was talking to uh, somebody the other day, actually I was talking to Ian Um, and he said, he said, Jeremy, he goes, he goes, uh, you know, they interviewed Dustin Johnson and he goes, it's Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. interviews. And and everybody knows Dustin Johnson. If you don't, he, he, he just won the masters, uh, last, last weekend. And they interviewed him uh, a a little while back. And they said like, so if you're going to go ahead and, 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 you know, do a fade or you're going to go ahead and have to pop it up here and you're going to have to do this and you have to do that. How do you, how do you go ahead and do that? What do you, what do you do with your, your club head? What do you do with the angle? How do you position your body? And he looked at the interviewer and he goes, I don't know. I just, I just swing the club. <laughs> so like, like that's he's right. Like, he's that's like, well, that's
1: part of the secret. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't, I don't, I just do it. And they're like, well, can you show us? He goes, sure. So he walks up to the ball, hits it, and I mean, does exactly what he says they or what they asked them to do, and it's it's just so funny. <laughs> so uh-huh. like when when uh, you know when when I asked this question, like how did you get to where you are in in your career, um, you know, and and like I said, take us from college to to where you are now. Explain to us, like, was it hard work? Was it? I just did it. I don't I don't really have an answer to you. So I'll I'll, I'll shut up and I'll let you go oh, ahead. Oh man, take it away.
1: Well, I uh, if you. So uh, you and maybe a subset of your listeners will also understand that I tend to kind of talk in circles and meander. I'll, I'll, I'll ring you in. I'll ring you in. No, ring <laughs> yeah, in. please. So don't, don't a, let me go. Good here. <laughs> okay, good. Um, first, this business about me being smart, yeah, I, I, I it's uh, baffling to me. I just do what <laughs> I do, man. Um, and I am not the smartest person the that you've ever met it's a myth and um you know i i um i just have trouble believing that type of thing uh but let's just uh, establish facts first so you know you and i graduated high school i went to canisius college in buffalo i um uh, uh I double majored in mathematics and economics, and uh, I was in their honors program. And I did well. I did. Uh, I was the equivalent of the um, uh, valedictorian there, and uh, uh, I had many options to think about. Uh, while I was in graduate school, I worked uh, at Blue Cross Blue Shield as, a, as an intern uh, actuary. Passed a few of the those exams. Thought that was it. Thought that uh, I was going to do that, man. I thought I was going to do that. Um, and it all, uh, you know, just to take a brief aside, it all originated from the sort of love of science and numbers and structure and order. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, frankly, when I was growing up, um, probably right around the time that you and I started. Hanging out a little bit. Uh, before that, um, I was, I was, I was, in, in my view, pretty socially inept. And I uh, maybe it's some sort of social anxiety thing. I don't. I'm not quite sure. Nothing to the point where I was depressed about it. I just kind of liked being on my own. I um, didn't really care for small talk. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. Right, right. You know, I liked having friends, but my way of having friends was to do things like play on sports teams together or something, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, like you're, you're a master at small talk. You have this podcast. (laughs) Um, That (laughs) even nowadays, that type of thing would seem so intimidating to me. And so I think from an earlier age, I kind of, uh, uh, preferred stuff that I understood. And what I understood was uh, order and, and math and logic, and I liked that type of thing. Um, and, you know, I did well, I guess. I did well at, at, at those types of uh, subjects. It actually also turned out that I'd ended up doing well in, in most subjects. But it was, it was mostly just trying to think clearly about something and not let ego get in the way. I, I do try to be modest. As you mentioned, I, I try to not, I, I, think I don't you succeed. really, I think
0: you succeed in that uh, very well.
1: Well, well, thank you. I, it's not, I don't, it's a, it's, I just don't believe the BS the hype. about, you don't believe the hype. The hype. Yeah. Like, uh, so I get this award. I get that award. Whatever. I, Try hard. <laughs> right. And well, that, and, and that and sure. kind of
0: it plays into what I said. is like, how did you get there? You, you try hard. You, you, you work hard.
1: Yeah, I work hard. I, I, I believe in what I'm doing. And that's going to come later as a, an important piece of uh, how, what explains where I am. Um, but, okay, so that's the aside there. And then I went to, uh, well, I didn't really know what to do. And, uh, you know, this is maybe a little bit disappointing for how well that you've built uh, <laughs> me up. I'm sort of tearing myself down. But i <laughs> it's not like there is some master plan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, um, I don't think, I think few of us have that. Some people, I guess, just decide that they're going to be, you know, doctors or lawyers and uh, uh, maybe... You know, you can think of uh, folks like Tiger Woods or Dustin Johnson as being the types of people who just kind of always knew that they were going to be professional golfers or really wanted to do that and make the uh, sacrifices that they uh, needed to do in order to do that. But for me, it was was not that. There was not some um, overarching thing. I'm a polymath. I like learning about everything. I'm curious about everything and learning about and understanding as much as I can about every darn thing. I drive my wife crazy. So there is a a solenoid on the, um, on the humidifier in the house. And, uh, this thing takes in an electrical, uh, current or some sort of impulse. I'm afraid I'm sorry if you have a physicist listening, I don't really understand the Right term sometimes, but the gist is I'm it takes sure, an electric- I, don't think,
0: I don't think we have a lot of physicists listening. Okay,
1: there. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I might miss misspeak, uh, but the gist is is that it controls the operation. It turns the thing on and off, and it broke. And uh, you know, I was I got pretty mad, and I was like, I'm not gonna pay X to have this thing fixed, so I just fixed it myself, right? Um, and it wasn't a particularly difficult fix, but the thing that drives my wife crazy is I'll do things like I'll take that solenoid valve and, um, I will go out on the workbench and spend hours just tinkering with it, trying to understand how it works, you know, uh, uh, doing a sort of, uh, uh, excavation of the thing, because I just find that stuff fascinating. And I'm that way with math, I'm that way with economics, which is good because my job is, is in that field but i'm also that way with with food i'm like why the hell should we i follow these steps in a recipe right why 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 right like i I mean i I I would would argue i would
0: argue argue you you have to you have to follow those steps because somebody has done it before you and and it, it it comes out really well if you do it that way now you don't have to you could make a pizza with putting you know cheese down, then sauce on top of that, and then putting the dough over it. But I think that that would be silly and it wouldn't, it would be a mess, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I fully agree with, with this. This is, so, you know, there's a, you know, uh, the term artificial intelligence and machine learning, right? Of course. Yeah. So um, there are these things called unsupervised learning algorithms where they. You have some sort of uh, machine or a computer that's going to learn how to how to do something, and when I say learn, I mean in a specific sort of statistical sense that's defined properly in that field, not in the, necessarily in the way that humans learn, even though that we're getting better at approximating that in that uh, with uh, neural networks and such but um, you know what you're observing is true that you're observing the outcome of Basically, an unsupervised learning algorithm. You see, or you have folks over the centuries from various cultures who have um, developed recipes and uh, you know refined them and etc. Um, and sure, yeah, this is what is uh, the result. But I say often, not all the time, but I say, well. Who are you to say <laughs> that I should do this right why why do I you know and so and it's it, and it's like irrepressible i can't I can't help it I need to understand the nuts and bolts of why we saute something or why you uh you know what is the sort of chemistry that is taking place is there a way that I can do this more efficiently um any step that I'm doing when I'm cooking, any step that I'm doing when I'm doing math, or a lot of programming that I do, or um, writing papers or stuff, it all has to have some sort of, um, in economics we would call it micro-founded reason. So um, it's your, it's the
0: curiosity that gets you into the the weeds, right? So so you, oh, yeah. you're, you you're you're constantly wondering, okay, why this, why that, and. Mm-hmm. Soon, sooner, you know, sooner or later, you're going to go ahead and say,
1: okay, well, I need to go ahead and figure this out because it's going to bother me if I don't. That's exactly right. And I, you know, just like I don't, I really just don't think I have anything um, above average in, in uh, smarts or whatever. I also am not generally willing to take it for granted what somebody else will say. I don't really appreciate appeals to authority. So I want that, you know, if let's say Elton Brown, he's a well-known chef and, you know, personality and I happen to respect him. Um, uh, uh, You know, he, he sort of analyzes things in a way that I find appealing but even if he says "Do this and he doesn't say why, forget it you know <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah you, you need you need the why you need not 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 only the how but you need the why
1: right, that's right, and so I'm gonna be that way and i'm I'm that way with my boss, I'm that way with uh there I say folks from the Federal Reserve who are of uh you know on the board. I want to know. Or I'm I'm willing to go against them if I feel like I have a good argument, um, and I think if there's anything that helps me get ahead, it's it's that because I think I think there's a certain respect that comes with that, which is you know Phil's not going to just sit there and be a lemming necessarily. He's going to um, try to bring a certain point of view, and uh, that can be useful. Uh, um, as we, you know, craft policy or as we, um, write this paper or think about different, different things. So, so now, real, yeah. real quick. So, so just to bring it back,
0: is that, that's, that's how you decided to go into, um, I, I was, I was going to say simple mathematics. It's not simple mathematics. It's oh pure. Yeah. Pure. No. <laughs> um. pure. So that's, that's how you decided because you, you, you said, okay, um, I didn't know what route to go. The actuary thing was was looking appealing for you, but then you, you, went ahead and you said, "All right, I'm going to go into pure mathematics." And you 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 pick that right. So that is that is that is that true? Like you you started looking at the 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 whys and the hows and all that, and and picking your path.
1: Uh, yeah, it, you know, say, and and then again, I I don't I hate to disappoint, but there's a certain element of uh, there's a certain element of. Okay, we, we live our lives. We make it up every day, man. Come on. The right. truth of the matter right. is, is that most of us are going through on a day-by-day basis just making it up as we go. We're winging it. And, or winging it. That's exactly right. And I, I kind of did something similar here. I thought the actuarial thing was good, and I still think it's a great gig. It just did not appeal to me to be 20 or 21 years old and working a forty-hour-a-week job, <laughs> in, in in a stuffy office, uh, even if the and the analysis wasn't all that challenging. Like I was done with school, and I was already, you know, doing things over at that insurance company that were well beyond what other people were doing. And right. that and that and I I just uh, I just needed something else. I needed some sort of escape. And, um, I needed to build more. I needed to understand and learn more. And so I made the he wanted to build your I...
0: foundation greater, right? Cause, cause you could have, you mm-hmm. could have, and, and I don't want to speak for you, but you can, you can, you know, either say yes or no to this, but I, I, I look at you and I say, you're going to go ahead and you're going to step into something. And if it's too easy for you, you want to build on top of that. So, cause you'll get bored very quickly. So, Uh so you want to go ahead and build your, your, your knowledge set even more. And you did that by going to UT and, and, and doing that pure mathematics. And, and by doing that, you build your foundation from, let's just say, you know, 500 square feet to 2000 square feet. And now, now you can go ahead and build on top of that. Cause as, and, and I don't know actuary business, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, but when you, when you look at that, you could have you could have had a pretty successful career there, doing exactly mm-hmm. what you know they they do all day, every day. But there's not going to be a lot of variety. It's pretty set in stone what it is,
1: right? Uh, yes and and no. I, I want to be fair and say uh, it was just it was really just at that moment I didn't see much opportunity. So I could have invested and and stayed there and uh, kind of dealt with the fact that it was going a little bit slower than i wanted to and i could have kept on taking the exams and everything and built a career there but at that moment i was restless i was restless um and so uh and you know there there were or there would have been other avenues to pursue it's not like uh, actual air, actuarial science is some uh, easy thing necessarily. It's just that when I was a young kid, I wanted to build in other sort of more free direction. I guess ultimately I didn't really understand or know what I wanted to do. Um, and I felt like I was being pigeonholed. I felt, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's it. And so why did I pick math? (laughs) Well, I was good at math. Okay. That helps. Um, but I was also good at economics. Uh, and I mean, in retrospect, I sh- probably should have gone into to graduate school in, in, in finance because the way that uh, the market works um, for finance professors or finance professionals um, is uh, <laughs> it's a little bit more of a straight path than what I've done. I basically went to math. And came back to economics and finance <laughs> so uh, but but it was it was mostly you know it was mostly because I didn't exactly understand what I wanted to do, right I didn't know what I wanted to do. Do you know what you want to do all the time i don't I didn't know no no you know. No. Yeah. And so, and, and, and ultimately the best opportunity because of my facility for math came from, uh, graduate schools in math. You know, I could have gone, uh, and funded myself and some of the bigger ones. And then, uh, university of Texas at Austin came up and said, Hey, we'll give you a bunch of money to come here. Um, and so I went and, uh, you know, yeah. And, uh, the personal aspect needs to also be there too. I mean, I, um, I, I needed you, you went, uh, very early and you went to New York and, you know, I had been a little bit jealous of that in the sense that, uh, g- just getting a little bit more of an experience outside of Buffalo. Um, yeah. and I needed to, I needed to do that and I didn't know whether I'd come back. I love Buffalo, man, but, um, I needed that. I was, I was restless. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I I can be, as you know, I can be a little bit, uh, uh, not exactly the highest level of energy from an outward perspective, but inside this head, I got things swirling all the time. And just like any right. other, anybody else, I can get restless and, and make decisions like this. Um, but I just want to convey that it, there was no sort of grand plan that was it was, it was something that needed to be done at the time, and I don't regret it. But uh, it it makes the rest of the path seem sort of evolution. Everything just sort of evolved. Um, and that's that's and that's fair. Like so, mm-hmm. to 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 me, when
0: you when you say that, like you you decided then to to go that route of, I guess, not government and life, but you know, kind of like. Would you would you say you're in civil you're a civil servant? Are you are yeah, you in I'm that category? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. so when you when you go when you pick that versus the others, you, you, it's just evolutionary. So so let's let's just talk real well, quickly. What,
1: oh, uh I didn't necessarily want to interrupt you, but that's oh, a, well, that okay. that ends up being a different question. The the civil servant. Yeah. civil service public service path that ends up being a different question so 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 uh,
0: let's 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 get that answer real quick
1: yeah so you know I went to grad school I thought all right I'll get a PhD in math and eventually I learned about um, quantitative finance or becoming a quant and that really appealed to me um, and it still appeals to me and uh, but when I was in uh, graduate school the financial crisis hit man and all of a sudden um all of a sudden, the quants were being blamed for for various things. Um, all of a sudden, uh, the market didn't all look all that great for for that. And what that uh, did through by learning about the the way the government was responding, the way that um, uh, I mean, I guess finance professionals in a sense were being vilified. Right. Um, of course, it's, it's a distributional thing, right? There are certainly some bad apples, and, um, but I think the normal sort of person is just a normal person going out there trying to make a buck and, and whatever. Um, but I, this sort of public service ethic arose in me that I didn't really understand before. It, I, I basically said, well, this financial crisis was terrible, and there were really, there were real effects. People's uh, retirement accounts; some of them were wiped out. My father makes a joke about his uh, 401k became a 201k. <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> that is totally,
0: that is totally a felt Dad <laughs> joke. Uh,
1: isn't it great? It's like, <laughs> it's if. Oh man, yeah, you're right. That's like exactly what you expect him to say. Yes. Um, And people lost their houses, right? And there was just a lot of pain, lost their jobs. And I said, well, maybe the path is instead to, I don't know how I'm going to do it, right? But maybe the path is instead is to try to uh, join the the government and uh, give them or give the sort of uh, public whatever services I have, whatever sort of talents I have. And right then... As soon as I was contemplating this, as I was contemplating this, I read this story about a, um, a a quant whose job at a hedge fund was to try to anticipate what this massive pension fund was going to do in the various uh, risky asset markets. and the idea was that the fund the hedge fund would then um, get into whatever positions the Uh, they were anticipating that the pension fund would do and the pension fund would do it in mass and that would have a certain market impact and the hedge fund would then get out. Right. So basically it's front running, right? You're in the finance industry. You understand that. Um, And uh, you know, she talked about how this was really unappealing Um, and it was really unappealing to me. Now, again, this is a, it's a distributional thing. I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to vilify anybody, really. This is just something that had an effect on me that particular time. And I, and I jumped, uh, jumped for government then. So, um, but yeah, I am partly motivated by the fact that I, 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 think what I'm doing is in some small way making the world better. Uh, and I, you know, I've, i i that is a motivating factor for me.
0: That's, I mean, so so that's that's cool. Um, so, uh, two two seconds, because I I want I want to get on, and we're still on the first question here, Phil. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, oh no, no, I don't mind it at all. I, I just I just wanna I want to respect your time, because um, we 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 have uh you know you have you have your things to do. I no, don't worry uh, about But it. so you you then went into the department of what was it?
1: Uh, I worked at a place called the Office of Financial Research, of financial and they Work. were set up. Yeah what what
0: what what was yeah. what was the goal? Just briefly, what was the goal for that
1: group? Yeah, so they were set up in, uh through the Dodd Frank post crisis reform, uh, and the basic observation was that there's a veritable alphabet soup of financial regulators. You got the SEC, Fed, um, even though it's. Never mind, Uh, Treasury, uh, CFTC, you know, the list goes on and on, OCC. But um, with a sort of oblique exception for the Fed, there was nobody who was really responsible for the financial stability of the overall U.S. financial system. And Congress, in their infinite wisdom, decided to, uh, rather than sort of produce fundamental reform, they said we're just going to add upon this soup. Right, we're going to add a few more ingredients, and they came up with they came with uh, came up with the Financial Stability Oversight Council, which brought uh, all of the uh, other guys together at the same table to talk about financial stability issues. And then, uh, in support of that, they came up with the Office of Financial Research. Both of these guys are housed technically within Treasury, but the idea was that the OFR would be a sort of nonpartisan. Uh, place for uh, independent analysis um, uh, and uh, work on closing what they call data gaps because ultimately regulators are sometimes flying blind with regards to what they actually know about the financial system because of the lack of data. Um, And the focus would be squarely on financial stability. And that appealed to me. First, I'm I'm not really a partisan person. I like the, the... uh, the uh, ability for um, objective analysis, which you know isn't necessarily tainted or tilted in one direction because of political whims, and the mission of the organization, which is uh, squarely again focused on financial stability, coming out of a crisis in 2011 or so when I started working there, um, that was really appealing to me. And the whole aspect of it being a sort of startup was also a big selling point. Um, you know, it was an organization that didn't exist before that we were going to get to make it up as we go. that I was going to get in on the ground floor and uh, it seemed like a great uh, way for me to have uh, impact. Um, and, you know, and it was fun. So, and, but yeah, that's, that's how that and happened. Then,
0: and then now <clears throat> where you're at now, you are at the federal reserve and, and, Again,
1: briefly, what do you do there? <laughs> um, so I am, <laughs> I am um, a mathematician, a research mathematician slash financial economist. Uh, my lead, my technical title is a lead financial analyst. And um, I work on, uh, specifically, I work on um, a, a, a confidential supervisory hedge fund data. So I'm an expert in the sort of financial economics of hedge funds and how their activities uh, may um, affect uh, the, uh, uh, the way that markets function and uh, uh, the financial stability uh, uh, of, of, of our country. Um, but I also do other things. You know. I'm, I'm still a quant. I'm still doing various risk metrics. Um, doing some machine learning stuff on text, and um, you know, I, it's just I'm just open. I just kind of do whatever. I at, at the OFR and still in at the Fed. I, I like to think of myself as the guy who they call for when they have really hard problems, uh, and and I try to solve them. I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling you when I have hard problems. I'm just like Phil. This is my problem. What, what do I have to do? I do it, man. <laughs> so, so I, There's nothing, there's nothing I love more than stick, you know, than getting into a hard problem. I love that's, it. That's, I mean, so, that's,
0: that's, that's really cool. That's yeah. the, the problem solving. Yeah. You love, you probably love those, uh, what are those,
1: those, those, uh, those,
0: those boxes. No, what do they call those things where you, you go in, they lock you in, and then you have to solve problems to get out. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Um what are they called? Uh challenge rooms? So, yeah, something? escape rooms. Um, escape rooms. Escape rooms. Yeah. I
0: <laughs> hey, I just solved my first problem. <laughs> I couldn't figure out the name. Hey, all right, man. Um, look at me. I'm smarter just talking to you. <laughs> oh
1: come on.
0: <laughs> so so um <clears throat> so to summarize all of that, if you could go ahead and right. and and tell the listeners, how did you get to where you are in your career? It's is is, is, it, is it like a recipe where it's a little bit of hard work, a dash of of luck, uh, a little bit of you know just organic growth, and you know how would you how would you clarify yeah.
1: that? Um, think for yourself, follow your nose, and work hard. I mean, the biggest factor in whatever success uh, I have is is working hard and don't let your damn ego get in the way. Like, you know, we have, we have these as humans, we have these biases, confirmation bias, one of them where we tend to only seek out information or tend to really give preference to information that confirms our worldview or in our professional lives that confirms our views or our analyses on something. Instead, I go out there and you know, I've learned this lesson. This is not something I necessarily always had. But instead I go out there and I will I will attack myself. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that's, that's, I will that. go so you're, you're saying you you go ahead and you 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 escape the echo chambers right so you don't just surround yourself with people that think like you agree like you with you and things like that and and you actively when you have um a thought or a, a belief or whatever you will actively try to tear it down and to and, oh, yeah. and, and, and take the opposite yeah. view of it so you can go ahead and say like, Oh no, I am right because if if you look at these four ways that you know the the opposition would take, you know I can defeat them with these four answers. So so you you actively I, right. I think that's I think that's genius. I, I really do. I <clears throat> if if you ask me, I think that right now, especially right now in the 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 climate that we are in, the the society that we are in, mm. I think that too many people just stay in their echo chambers and that's why we have mm-hmm. such a division right cuz cuz nobody wants to think yeah. outside of the box and nobody wants to believe that they are wrong or potentially could be wrong right i'm 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 one of those people yeah, i so, can't you know, stand, i can't stand facebook because of that you know and and i purposely oh, yeah. will not unfriend anybody cuz i have a lot of friends that will be like i'm unfriending everybody today and i'm i'm just like i don't yeah. unfriend anybody because you know I want to see what they're saying and I might look at their say and I will never say, it, you know, on their feed or anything. But I might look at it and be like, this person's a fucking moron. Or I might go ahead and say, oh, <laughs> shit, I didn't even look at it that way. You know, maybe I'm the moron, you know. So like that that to mm-hmm. me is is important and it's important for everybody. So anybody that's listening, to this, it's important for everybody to think just like you said is like, hey, I, I don't, I don't want people to go ahead and be around people that just reassure me. I want to have
1: people around me that challenge me and challenge my way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I love that. I think that's, that's perfect.
1: You know how I learned it. This is how I learned it. And I guess there, in some respect, I've been this this way for a while now, but uh, I, I do have ego issues or something where maybe I don't have too uh, enough of an ego or something. I just have never let ego get in the way. Right. Right? So like, if somebody has a better idea for something, people like to one-up each other all the time, okay, it, it, in any context. If somebody has a better idea for something, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a better idea, you know? Um, but if I think I have a better idea, I will argue for it. It's not like I'm going to fall down. But I learned a specific lesson in by trying to publish scholarly work. Because what happens is is you write a paper. You spend a long time. And you, think, you hope that you're contributing to the sort of overall mass of knowledge that we have. And, of course, there are certain practical aspects that are important to publishing if you're in academics about, you know, keeping your job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but you submit it. And then they find a reviewer or multiple And the reviewer's job is to do what I just said or what you, we just discussed, which is to look at it from a different perspective to attack it to, you know, to, to really see if the claims that are being made hold water. Right. True. Right. And, um, and after all, I profess this love for science and stuff, uh, after I learned this lesson, that from a, just a sort of, uh, I don't know, practical or efficiency standpoint, I can increase my chances of succeeding in academic publishing if you know I attack my own paper, <laughs> right? Because then I can come up, as you, as you said, I can come up with the counter arguments for whatever uh, might come up in opposition. And I can address them head on before they actually arise, um, and I've had a lot of success since I learned that lesson. Um, and it, it also goes through to defending analyses, or, um, or uh, you know, I got a big presentation tomorrow, right? Like these these types of things in the preparation of, I have tried to attack my own work, um, and yeah, I think that's just a good idea.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I mean I I, I I love comedy. I mean I think yeah we went to the comedy cellar once, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and so so I I think that some of the best comedians will 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 say exactly that. They'll say you know I go ahead <clears throat> I go ahead and I write a joke and then I try to see how people will get offended from it. I will see how people will go ahead and tear it apart. And then I even have a better joke because I know all of the other sides of it. So I, I think that that's you know, like I told you, I, I I really love that way of thinking, and I try to adapt more mm-hmm. of that every uh, every day. But it's 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 not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to you know say well I believe this, and then say, but why do people believe this? And 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 you know try to pick apart why I believe something. It's
1: it's 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 kind of humbling at times. So, yeah, I I guess I have a couple other comments on that. One is everything we're mentioning, certainly anything that I'm mentioning, I am not perfect. It's one of these things where it's like, uh, you know, uh, I don't necessarily practice what I preach all the time. I think your wife, I think your wife Um, would agree with you there. No. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeez. She. Oh, man. It must be. It's got to be difficult to live with me. (laughs) Um, that's difficult to live with. Anyway, and The the point is though that it does lead to something that I also have come around to recently, which is embrace the fact that you're a human and you you know have these these certain tendencies that you that he aren't necessarily perfect. We're not automatons. We're not uh, you know homo economicus like uh, economics thinks we are we, we don't just live life through some computational way we have our biases and it's just a more it's all like buddhism or um, more specifically the whole sort of mindfulness um, uh, uh, movement discusses this where it's about trying to understand and get separation from yourself as if you're viewing or observing yourself from af- afar. Um, and having that perspective uh, can be really helpful. So I, we just discussed how we try to get different views, right? But I am definitely left of center. I think you're somewhere further on the right of me. I don't necessarily know or really particularly care exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
0: um, I'm, I'm very center. But yeah, like, I'm very center, but I'm, I'm definitely right of you.
1: Right, right. And so, and that's, and that's great. But, the, um, but I do find myself, if I'm not thinking about it, I will find myself exclusively, it's almost like you can't help it. I will be going to the Washington Post, New York Times, Maybe even going over the Vox every once in a while, and then I will realize eventually. You know what? I wonder what those the uh, opinion pages at the Wall Street Journal said about this. And I read them, and even if they make me angry, which they often do. <laughs> um, occasionally, I in fact the other, about a month ago they had a um, they had a in the Wall Street Journal the uh, editorial board, which uh, again oftentimes just, I don't agree with them. Um, They just perfectly, perfectly put some, it had something to do with an election issue and it doesn't matter what, but they just had it down perfectly. And I was just amazed that I hadn't thought of that, that, and it changed my perspective. And I realized that, you know, what I've been thinking about, what I'd been getting a little angry about had a different path, had a different understanding had something had a different way of of, of approaching it that um, first of all explained the other side, and second, I actually ended up agreeing with. And I showed <laughs> Robin this, and she said, "Wait, so you're agreeing with these bozos in the Wall Street Journal?" And I said, "Well, yeah." And then we had a discussion. <clears throat> but uh, the the point is, is that we're human, and you know, I don't necessarily always execute perfectly, and I think. You know, it's a relatable thing. Yeah, I think I think
0: that's that's a really good way of of, of looking at things and saying like, hey, I'm not perfect um, because so many people right now think that they're perfect and and I often I yeah, often yeah. use the, the 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 thing you know, clean your own room or clean your own backyard or whatever whatever way you want to say it, but clean your own room before you start you know criticizing people on how they live or, or how their house is, um, because I I find that so many people are you know, criticizing and and saying things about other people. And I know these, these, these people that are, are critic are the ones that are criticizing. I'm saying, man, weren't you the one that just did X, Y, and Z? Weren't you the one that is just, you know, like, you know, <laughs> y- you're not perfect. So like, I, I'm, I'm one, mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't cast judgment on anybody. You know, you don't know their situation. I might think you're a tool mm-hmm. for something, but I'm not going to go ahead and and voice it. Like, there's too many keyboard
1: warriors out there right now, and
0: that bothers me. Mm. But uh.
1: yeah, well, it's also you know the whole judgment thing is important. I, I, um, yeah. Well, this is probably better suited for one of your Wednesday podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but the whole judgment, you know, like the other. I guess the last thing, if I were to mention something, yeah. the whole aspect about being uh sort of insatiably curious about the world is that I just I I always am learning something and I think a lot of people can relate to that it's just always learning something and it doesn't even sometimes matter what like for instance I recently started learning about watercolor painting I never thought I would paint anything I am about as uh, artistically uh capable a person as my five-year-old boys, you know, like they might have more. But I just find it fascinating, you know, and how they do it and the approach and stuff. Um, But it also extends to learning history, to reading philosophy. And ultimately what you can get from that is you can sort of get a certain level of empathy and compassion for the ways that people think and view the world and how it could be different from you and maybe how you can you know, bridge gaps, political gaps in particular, especially these days, and find common ground with people. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I think that's yeah. important because it's also human nature for us to sort of retreat to our tribes, you know, right. You can, yeah, we're very tribal, fanciful yeah. stories. Oh yeah. We're very tribal. Yeah. Um, and it's part of our nature. We've evolved that way. At least that's what the evolutionary biologists would tell you. And, um, and and so it's it, it's you know we have the ability now to if we're uh, if we're um, able to distance ourselves from our own humanity a little bit we we have the ability to bridge gaps that are natural not everything that we we do as humans uh, naturally is is great so um, anyway so.
0: My, 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 my next question here is you've, you've, you've got, you've gotten some awards, right? You've published some pretty big papers. You've spoken at some pretty large events. All right. And, and, and hopefully you you gave me a list or you'll give me a list and, and that I'll I'll be able to at least reference some of these uh, because I know that you're, you're very humble and you're not going to want to talk about them here, but so you've, 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 you've reached a level of success in my opinion. And, and now the, the question is what keeps you motivated to keep going once you reach a level of success, right? So once you've done all this, once you've, you've accomplished some of these things that, you know, and, and, and at a young age, right, you and I are the same age where, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're doing these things on a very, very high level. Um, what motivates you to keep going? Right. You, you've reached a certain level of success. So you could, you could technically go ahead and say like, Hey, you know what? I've done this, you know, public servant thing where I, I, you know, I, I want to do this to, to, you know, give the public, you know, you, you said it in your words was like, uh, you know, I want to share my talent with them and, and see if I can help in some way. Um, you know, so, so when, when you go ahead and, and, say, all right, I've, I've reached this level of success. I've done these things for, you know, the public. Now it's my turn or I could just sit back and, 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 you know, live comfortably. If I take a, a job where I'm not stressed out, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, and, and whatever, what keeps you motivated to keep going?
1: Uh, by the way, is this question number two?
0: <laughs> yes, it <is. laughs> Yes, it is. We are, we are 55 minutes in. <laughs> But the good, the good oh, news is wow. the next the next two questions Fun. are very 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 brief. So
1: oh that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, this is a really hard question because it it's first you know I don't I, I said I think I don't really believe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so it's not like there's been some realization that I've made it, and I certainly. Have other things, other sort of professional goals um, ahead of me that I hope to someday achieve, um, and so I, in a sense it's easy because whatever I've accomplished thus far, I has been because of the things we mentioned in the in the fifty five minute long uh, answer to the first question, and it's not like that stops. <laughs> right it's, it's not like that um you know i'm not one to rest on my laurels i'm a bit of a neurotic person i need to keep going and um yeah so what keeps me motivated well and there's always more and i don't mean that necessarily in like the sisyphean way where you're rolling the hill up you're rolling the rock up the hill the boulder up the hill there's i have you know, practical things. And I have, um, reached a certain status where they, there's a certain way in which they're more interesting, right? I have more access to, uh, policymakers and stuff, the people who are actually making decisions. I have more influence on some of these processes than I ever would have imagined. And, um, Uh, So the fact that the world is changing um, the fact that there are still open questions that are interesting um, and there's a certain inertia to it. You know, I don't think, uh, and and I think if also, if you look at the, the, the folks who have really succeeded the entrepreneurs who have done this, it's not like they really rest on their laurels either. either, Right. Um, Right. Bill Gates completely did an about face and, Um, uh, remade himself as a philanthropist um, and tried to really have a sort of uh, uh, fair, uh, introspective uh, look at the way that he could bring about change, right? So, um, yes, throw money at it. Um, But he also understands that he's not the most engaging speaker ever. Right, and so other people, <laughs> other people are in there and um, uh, are in charge of the sort of marketing or the uh, the, the the sort of messaging. Um, and he also uh, just is uh, pretty dispassionate about ideas generally. He doesn't need to be nowadays the one who comes up with the best ideas, although he will try. You know, um, right. I just, you know, Elon Musk, another one who is uh, very much in the news. He just can't stop. And he's 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 going through the world and, you know, he's got his Tesla <laughs> and he's got um, SpaceX and company. Uh, who knows? He's got who knows what happens.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think I think that that's, um, you know, that's that's fair to say is like you're you you're just, I guess it's your curiosity that keeps you motivated,
1: right? It's your, it's the, the same sort of, that's right. The same sort of core things that we discussed in the first just haven't stopped. They just keep going. And um, I, you know, maybe one day I will decide that I have nothing more to contribute to whatever I'm doing at that moment professionally. And I do an about face. You know and you, you're we're always reinventing ourselves in some way yeah um, maybe every five years I think we do or so um, uh, but there are certain sort of core things that I, I think uh, have a stickier uh, have a way of staying around a little longer and that curiosity that that ambition to just keep going the, to seek and understand the structure of things and to uh, yeah uh, that that really does it. So, for instance, right now, I'm, I don't think, uh, you know, I have achieved whatever, some success. Uh, and you have, too. You know, you should interview, we should interview you someday. <laughs> you are very successful. I appreciate, so, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I there are things that I could do better in my personal life. I could be a better husband. I could be a better father. And I think that. I could uh, I, you know I, I want to work better at uh, work more at that. right and bring bring the sort of same intensity to those things. Um, and I should, because honestly, there has been a bit of a sacrifice um, that uh, certainly my wife has uh, paid in order for me to to uh, achieve these things. You know when we were in, I was in grad school, I worked a lot. Um, this summer it was really busy at the fed because frankly, I'm the world expert in this one particular data set. Uh, and these, uh, the, the, and the, I was all of a sudden in very high demand. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and, and so I was working eight o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. And for me, I just got into flow, man. You know, like, uh, there's a guy at Georgetown called Kel Newport who has these things on flow i didn't even realize the time was passing
0: well oh, you're you get um, in your groove you get in so your groove and you it. just you you rock it like not for nothing mm-hmm. but i i see that like when you say like i woke up you know and i had to go from 8 a.m to 11 p.m i feel like that's your wheelhouse man like you, because you're yeah. doing what you love right and and all of a sudden you know you have to do it for an extended period of time you, it's 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 super important so you're, you know that you know your wife is going to pick up the slack right from from you not being able to, mm-hmm. to help out so you know you're not going to be interrupted as as much and and you're 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 in your you're in your your, your groove or, or as cal would say your your flow
1: mm-hmm. so I, I i like that so yeah i don't think i ultimately have a satisfying answer but i think the uh i think i think we all have uh, ways that we in, reinvent ourselves at longer and in shorter timescales. Um, and I, I think that there are certain core things that um, tend to sort of stay uh, that uh, will just keep on, keep you going uh, that coupled with the real, the sort of lack of a realization that I've made it, you know? Right.
0: Oh, I think, I think, uh, I think so, you being so, and, and again, I'm not saying this to pat you on the back, but I think you being so humble, also keeps you motivated because you don't believe the hype. You don't believe that you've succeeded anywhere. You, 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 you know that you're doing a good job, but you don't believe that you've made it. So I think that that will always keep you hungry. And I, I think that's great. You know, like for me, uh, shit, I, you know, I tie my shoes in the morning. I'm like, I'm a fucking genius. You know, like I <laughs> retire, retire now, bro. You can't get any better than this. Uh, you, know, uh-huh. you, you, you solve, you know, a, a crazy mathematical equation that nobody solved for fifty years, and you're like, eh, I could do better. Yeah. I could do better. <laughs> well,
1: so, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the, the, the next, the next thing I like to ask uh, everybody on this this uh, this Monday motivation series is, what time do you wake up daily? Because I'm trying to see if there's a direct correlation to when people wake up. To success. Right. So like, I'm trying to see Uh if, if, you know, it's the early risers or if it's the late risers or if it's the, you know, I wake up whenever my body tells me to wake up, you know, um, I, I'm trying to see. So I'm I'm just curious. You you don't have to go into too much detail. I just want to know like what time of the day do you wake up and is it a seven day a week time Mm -hmm. or, you know, time frame, or is it a, you know, I only do it when I have
1: to work. So what's, what's uh, that? Uh, well, I can be long-winded about this too. Um, <laughs> I feel like you can be long-winded <laughs> about anything, Phil. I don't. I don't think that's <laughs> uh, man. I'm I'm naturally a night owl. I like I like the night, but uh, when I moved to Austin, it was too damn hot <laughs> to wake up late. So I became and in, in in six or seven in the morning, there is just gorgeous. It's sunny almost every day, and it's sixty or seventy degrees. And so I became a morning person then, more of a morning person. But I think they, they all average out. I'm totally normal sleep schedule. I go to bed around 11. I wake up around 7. Um, nothing extreme on either end, man. And it's every day.
0: That's, that's I, not bad, though.
1: I, I, bad. I, yeah. But I'll tell you, here's, here's what I'll tell you. I, I um, have occasionally experimented with getting up earlier. Not surprised.
0: Five thirty or Not so. Not surprised. You probably, you probably. Yeah, a well, I, I just love.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah! I had a spreadsheet on the election. I had a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet about everything. Uh, um, that's only a sort of mild exaggeration, but I did try, and um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the effect that it had on my day. I uh, I kind of go a little bit more slowly and deliberately and i was able to get a head start on the rest of the world and i found that i was just better i was more productive i was more sort of uh i was less neurotic i uh, or anxious as i can sometimes get so but it just didn't stick man because i i like being up at night too
0: right and so, and and that's anyway. that's the thing like i i agree with you there i i i I I struggle to wake up super early in the morning, but I I do find that when I do wake up in the morning, it's it's just I'm I'm more productive earlier on, you know. Um, But when Mm -hmm. I wake up later in the day, I'm way more productive at night. Way more productive at night. So I, 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 you know, I'm 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 interested. Uh, We should talk about that. We should talk about that and maybe do even like a, a study on on like you know like five friends of ours and just. You know what, what the outcome is. I think, well, as
1: a uh, sort of practicing mathematician or statistician, I'm going to tell you that you have uh, sample selection and sample size problems. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I always uh, have size problems, Phil. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I know. You and me both. Jeez. Um, and this is where everybody who uh, turned off the podcast when I started bringing up sample selection will be, we'll be uh, missing out. Sad that yeah, they exactly. Did. They're missing out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, so that, <laughs> we're we're getting there, man. We're getting there. So, I, I I can only assume I and and where you and I you I love how you just grazed over it, and I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. But where you said that you are like the world the, the leading world expert in this one area, um, mm-hmm. uh, you 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 grazed over that, and and I'll I'll let that slide. Uh, but that has to come with a okay. lot of stress. Right, like, like to to know yeah. to know yeah. that, and to 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 be aware of that, you have to get stressed from that. You have to get stressed from that. You have to get stressed from your your just day to day job. You have to get stressed from your 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 kids, your wife, all that. Right? Mm-hmm. How do you relieve stress? Are you you know? Because I, I I know back in the day you used to work out a lot, right? In high school you used to work out. You were a football mm-hmm. player, all that jazz. Um, you know do you do you work out still um is is it is and i'm not saying do you work out i'm, I'm saying to relieve your stress do you work out do you meditate yeah. do you drink do you eat do you you know just get into a funk and get depressed like what 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 do you do to yeah. relieve stress
1: uh i am an equal opportunity stress um, reliever user of all of those methods yeah No, i'll i'll tell you so pandemic hit for a while i mean i was pretty certain that we were going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I I kept on telling people this is going to be a marathon guys. Um, But that made me upset. And there was this period of discontent. Um, I had the new job, as you mentioned stress. I mean, Holy cow. Get a new job. And then this uh, happens and you're, you're going to wonder is my job going to be secure? Well, I wasn't worried about the security so much. Um, I was much more worried about trying to do well in an environment where the world is melting down and, um, and this like uh, I was transitioning during a period where the uh, uh, types of analysis that I would do financial stability oriented, having to do with financial intermediaries and et cetera was going to be in high demand because of all the stuff that was happening in March um in the treasury markets, and uh, and here I am transitioning. so I wasn't really plugged in. You get you know, like the whole thing that it, it's a very uh, uh, starting a new job comes up a lot of friction for anybody. And so you know, you got to do the various trainings, you got to get also and all of a sudden, I'm sitting here staring into a computer and talking into a computer every day. I don't even I haven't met half the people I work with and interact with. And, um, you know, I will tell you that there are things that don't translate um, over virtual. Oh,
0: tell tell Uh, me about it, man. I I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: And so I'm still out of the loop on various aspects of company or, I guess, you know, uh, institutional culture and stuff. Um, So it was stressful. And, you know, we both have parents who are, in their sixties and older. My mother has just been sick. She developed pneumonia around the, uh, uh, around the start of this. I'm worried about them. Um, just worried about everybody. And what did I do? Eventually I said, fuck it. And I got the insanity workout videos. I'm sure you know these cause you're a workout. Yep, yep. Uh, and i started doing them and the thing about me is when i start doing something i do it so it said you're going to work out 6 days a week i fucking did that 6 days a week work out um, and it was hard <laughs> cuz it turns out jeremy you you might be aware that in the middle of your body there are muscles yep. are you aware I, of I, this? I
0: am I, I know i know very well about core and abs um and everything
1: and and like this was a major discovery you don't understand like it turns out i had them do it. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, it also turned out that at the beginning of this i i couldn't do it at all anyway so i did that a lot and i've always i've been meditating for a while now cuz i've definitely found that that uh has a ma- massive effect on me um in terms of settling myself down um and just being a lot more sort of compassionate about people in general and less snippy towards my wife or kids or you know just being a what i think is probably a better human um meditation has helped me a lot so i was doing that but i told you i was equal opportunity um too much drinking too much eating definitely doing that too yeah trying to reduce it I I I like
0: I like that because like for me I I I find that there's nothing better like there's nothing better than everything in moderation right you know because I like to drink I like Mm -hmm. to eat I like to work out you know I, I love to work out love to eat you know things like that but I I find that you can do too much of everything and people are like, you can't do too much. You know, there's no such thing as too much of a good thing. And there is, you know, I, I know people I got, Mm -hmm. I got really heavily into that, you know, working out type thing. You, you, you remember where I was going to those races all the time. And I was like, it was all about Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I have friends that got divorced over that shit. I have friends that, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to me. So I, for me, I agree with you. Like there's, there's, a little bit of moderation, uh, a little bit of everything is, is, is key. And that's that's similar to me. Is like I for, for stress relief for me is 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 there's nothing like a great workout. Maybe some mm-hmm. you know comfort food, uh, a cocktail here or there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's 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 I, I I love to meditate. I I try to do it, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes a day, depends. You know, I, I do it when I can. Um, I I love I love uh, you know, structured breathing, right? Like the Wim Hof method. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, mm-hmm. I love that. So if I can get, you know, five minutes of meditation and after I do 15 to 20 minutes of Wim Hof breathing, uh, you know, it's, I, I feel so re-energized. I feel so good. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think about anything at that point. So I, I would agree with you there. I, I think that, you know, sprinkle in equal opportunity. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, well, I, I have to say, I, I, you know, the excessive drinking and excessive eating isn't necessarily done on purpose. Right, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, it is helpful to be able to just, before you just go down that path too much, to say, you know what, you know what, Robin, you know what, Phil, we, we should change the trajectory here a little right. bit we need to right. you know so it, it's it's related to the whole philosophical thing which is be kind to yourself and understand that you're human and subject to various whims of our our nature um and 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 respond and so you know i i i think that's that's important um uh so We've just come off a period where we've probably eaten too much and drank too much, and so we're 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 working. You're you're, you're correcting the course, my wife. Yeah, Yeah, and I have to hand it to her; she's she's on board. She she's a partner in this, and uh, you know, I can't couldn't do it um, that well if uh, she wasn't in on it. So I I will say, in the end, uh, I've done. I'm done. uh, I've been doing the insanity. I actually just keep on, I keep on doing it. So it's a two month, nine week thing. I just keep on doing it. I don't Yeah. That's, and, um, and that's a great, fucking workout. I, I, I did. It's a great I did, workout. I did P90X, you know,
0: um, I would do it usually for like mm-hmm. four weeks at a time. I, I never did the full eight or nine weeks um, just because life gets in the way. But I, uh, I oh, love yeah. it. I, I, I think those are great workouts, you know, and, and they get, you, they kick your butt into shape, dude. They really do.
1: Yeah and 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 importantly for the way that the my life has been recently is that it's pretty damn efficient like you get in and out in 45 minutes and it's a hell of a workout right Right. so it's you're not wasting any time um but if you were to see me now you wouldn't notice all that much of a difference cuz it's been balanced out by the <laughs> <laughs> Well that's and that's the thing that's the thing you know like
0: uh, they always say is is it's you know it's it's really diet it's diet and then working out, but most of it's diet.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um,
1: oh, it definitely uh, is. Last,
0: yeah. last thing here, last thing. We've reached the last All one. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> the, the the last question I like to ask is a fun question, but it also has a little bit of meaning to it. So, I I, I just like to to ask it. It's um, if there was a billboard of you in Times Square, and you've walked through Times Square many times while visiting me in New York uh, City, but if there was a billboard of you in Times Square, it could be you doing anything, it could be you with your family, it could be you at the office, it could be you lecturing, it could be you, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But there's a picture of you.
1: What would it say on it? Well, I don't I wouldn't want a picture of me in Times Square, it'd be black. It'd be a black billboard. Okay, but it would it would have
0: your name on it. It would say these are the words of Phil Monin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um this is a, this is a good question. That's why I ask it. I don't that's have hard. any I don't have any particularly unique wisdom, man. Um I started I told you earlier you stand on the shoulders of giants or whatever. Like everything that I've said today is basically recycled.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but that's, that's uh, I think <laughs> that, that you know from the beginning of time I think that that has has always happened, right? Like you you do not you particularly, but everybody has their own thoughts from time to time their own, you know, Mm -hmm. moments of brilliance. But for the most part, we're regurgitating what we've heard, whether you realize it or not, we are regurgitating what you've heard, you know, throughout, you know, your, your life, right? So, so you're, you're, you're saying something and it was already said by somebody, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago or two minutes ago, um, and you're regurgitating it in your own words, so you may think it's a original thing, you know. And and I, I keep on referring back to comedy because I love comedy so much. Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of comedians have similar jokes, and they don't. It's mm-hmm. not because they stole them. It's because they they have similar experiences, or 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 maybe they did steal them, or maybe they stole them, su- uh, you know, uh, subconsciously, you know. So that you know, you can you can give anything like like I'll I'll, I'll share mine with you. Uh, I I I, right. I I said this before on like the second or third uh, Monday motivation I had, maybe even the first. I I said, um, you know, uh, stop taking yourself so seriously, right? I I because I I, mm-hmm. I I cannot stand how politically correct we are now, you know, and and everybody's offended by something, and and to me, I'm sorry if if you don't like it, tough shit, you know, words words don't hurt you know as much as people say oh no they hurt words really don't hurt in my opinion and 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 yeah, i don't you're white you're male so of course they don't hurt you mm-hmm. bullshit you know like I, i've been called some shitty things but at the bo- at the end of it i can go ahead and say well that's that person's opinion of me so i don't mm-hmm. give a fuck what you say about me i don't give a fuck what what it is so i th- to me I I like to go ahead and say I would have a billboard of me. I don't know what I would be doing, but I would it would say, "Stop taking yourself so seriously," uh, you know, or you know, because I I think that people take themselves too serious. People think that they are more important than they really are in the grand scheme of things. So that's that's mine. What what what?
1: With yeah, that. well, mine's mine's related. Okay. So I'm I i do not exactly have a bit pithy. Um. But it's it, it would be something um, to the effect of we're all in this together. Believe wholeheartedly in yourself and in others, and learn to have the patience to see the other person's perspective, or something like that. And then you know that it probably want to be it to be condensed. That's but that, that's good. Uh, that's it, that's... It, it's. That's exactly what we're looking for. It's, re- it's well, it's related to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, although I have to say, I, I thought of most of it before you met. You shared yours, which is we all like to bitch, of course, <laughs> right? And every time we bitch, we are that's it's fine to bitch. It's fine. It is totally okay to find, to bitch. I guess what I'm referring to, and what I think you are also referring to, is the excessive bitching. Yes. Um, yes. Like it's okay to have grievances, and it's uh, it's it's fine to express that, Um, but we rarely we rarely fully understand the situation, and uh, we very often will take things out of context, and that ends up creating what is known as a straw man, yeah, which is some image or some uh, concept that you are raising up uh, and imbuing with certain qualities and actions that doesn't actually exist, uh, and you're doing this in order to, you know, demonstrate that you are more righteous or uh, uh, more yeah, more or, important. You know that
0: that in my opinion, more important. You're, you're,
1: you're, yeah, you're more you're important. Doing that.
0: Because mm-hmm. you're, you're you think that and your your feelings are more important than somebody else's
1: opinions. That's right. That's right. And that's that's just not first. It, the, the the weird thing is about this, Jeremy, is it doesn't produce any lasting satisfaction for you as a person if you do right. that. Like you people, you know you you might think you do this, and uh, you probably get a little bit of a power kick, some sort of shot of dopamine or something because you feel like you're dominating. Right.
0: I got that person canceled. Um, I got them to lose their job.
1: I got mm-hmm. this, you know,
0: TV show canceled because it, it said that I was wrong or my thoughts were wrong. Like like that, that shit just drives me crazy. And, 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 and I'm sorry, but your feelings are not more important than my opinions. Your feel feeling, everybody's got feelings. Everybody's got opinions. Just deal with it. Mm
1: hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we have a whole Wednesday discussion about um, the, I think, basic truth that you're getting at with that, and then the various caveats that I think do legitimately arise regarding uh, uh, sort of uh, 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 systemic ways that we have uh, historically... Uh, oppressed people I, because of their race and and I and, stuff. and, and yes, that, that can I look forward to play a role. I look forward to
0: that, that Wednesday because I, I want to hear your take on it because I, I I respect you as an individual. I respect your thoughts and your your because I know that you're you don't go into things without doing your homework. So I I I can't you know. <laughs> I can't wait to go ahead and you know have that conversation with you because I I want to I want to you know I want to go ahead and figure out. Uh, Not solve the world problems, but I want to figure out what my my views are on it, because I I, like I have predefined views on on things that you were just mentioning, but I I don't think I'm as educated as I should be. And and so I I, for me, I think that I I would love to have that conversation with you to
1: figure out, uh, you know, some. uh, It would be a great thing. One, this is related to something I've always wanted to do. Not always, I shouldn't put it that way, that I've recently discovered that I wanted to do, which is um, I have often reflexive reactions to certain political things that, for example, as I said earlier, I'm left of center politically. Yep. Uh, it took yep. me a while to figure that out um, because it honestly wasn't obvious. Uh I, I am, but I, I also fully respect the view that the way that the sort of um, uh, liberal, more liberal left has, has taken the conversation about uh, cultural uh, full pause and uh, what you call cancel culture. Yep. Um, I, you know, I also respect the existence of that and it's, it's, it's uh, corrosive, I think too. Just like you think it's corrosive. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and 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 um, and I think that there are better ways that the uh, legitimate grievances uh, that uh, arise in society can be packaged and uh, 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 argued to have uh, to end, uh, hopefully, with improvements. Right. That's the whole goal: is to end up. Uh, you see. Improving. I would agree
0: with you there that that's the goal mm-hmm. is to improve, but I think some people just want to go ahead and create the issue, right? Like they want to bring solutions, but let's, let's, oh, let yeah. save yeah, this because this is going to be good. I actually, we should, we should just, we should record, right. uh, you know, in the next week or two, we should record and we should post it, uh, in, in December
1: if you're up for it yeah we could we could do it, yeah oh I I, oh, I just wanted to complete yeah, the thought ahead, ahead. so I, I realized that I had these reflexive opinions, and then I also was embarrassed because I was like, I am not sure if I actually feel this way. I'm just sort of being told by Democrats that I should feel this right. way <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, um and and yeah I, I, I try to do my homework, but the at bottom, we're all limited by the amount of time that we either have or are willing to devote to And something. you're limited so by your a coaching, lot of, right?
0: So a lot of people get, yeah, get their resources limited. from one source instead of like like mm-hmm. when, I, when, I watch, when I watch the news, I will flip between CNN and Fox because CNN says that the world is burning. Fox says the world is amazing. And I know that the truth is somewhere in the middle. So with your point there is like, you know, you have limited time to do your homework and things like that. I think most people have limited Resources, or 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 they limit their resources to just what they want to hear. But go ahead, sorry.
1: I mean, it certainly helps, right? It helps if you think about it from a sort of basic sort of psychological perspective. It it helps. It's it's makes you happy to hear other people spewing things that you agree with. Of course,
0: yeah, yeah. it makes you feel warm inside.
1: It's understandable. And if you if you just don't have the time because you're working your tail off at your job, or you got a, a family life that also comes to bear, and uh, you know it, it creates a number of other time demands. Then, yeah, uh, I could, I don't necessarily fault the people. I just wish they didn't do that. Um, and of course, this is like this is. Uh, I still, by the way, this is my. This is a perfect example of the meandering talk. I'm going to come back to the thing that I actually wanted to say in a second, but. <laughs> Be- <laughs> but, but, but before i do that there's a whole business about how you know uh, anything you see is going to have some bias to it now it doesn't need to be left right bias it can be any bias there's w- journalism and journalistic ethics will prescribe that you will or should Write from a dispassionate or objective perspective, but there are subtle psychological things that can be conveyed through things like word choice or even sentence structure, right? Um, And so the perspective of the writer or the journalist can also just come out. And even things, even if it's not in the way that the writing comes out, it can also come out by the selection of the various facts to report, right? Um, and so uh, it's it's a complicated thing. All right. So turning back to what I wanted to say, I've always, or at least recently, wanted to do an experiment where, it's not really an experiment, but go down a path where you take the top 10 political issues. Uh, we could just rattle them off, and it doesn't necessarily mean that this is it, but... Uh, uh, abortion or criminal justice things, affirmative action, um, uh, the nanny state, welfare stuff. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, um, I guess climate change, technically, even though I have pretty strong views on that because um, I'm a scientist. But uh, um, and and just go through and try to actually figure out what is my view on this. In a dispassionate way, in other words, bring about, bring to your awareness the main arguments on one side and the arguments on the other side, and and have that debate. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I I've always, I've, I, I've just wanted to do that because I feel like as a as a citizen, it's kind of, I, I honestly feel like everybody as a citizen in this country should do something like that. So that they don't just believe, you know, and it's, and it's related to the whole philosophical thing that I have, which is, I don't, I don't, I try to think for myself whenever I can. Right. Um, and and, to me, that that's, that's the important thing
0: is you should think for yourself and not only think for yourself, but especially when it comes to politics, you need to not only think for yourself, but you have to think what's in your best interest, Right. Like I, 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 am I'm, I'm all about helping people, but at the same time, you can't help others if you're, you know, if you're not, uh, situated. Right. So like, like I, 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 I tell my, I tell my mother this all the time because she, she wants to take care of everybody. She wants to take care of me. She wants to take care of my brother. She wants to take care of my dad. She wants to take care of her, her, her side of the family, you know, like all that stuff. She wants to take care of everybody. And I say, mom, you have to be healthy, right? in order to take Mm -hmm. care of everybody else. So that's the way I look at my views in in, in politics is like, I have to be situated in order to take care of, um, you know, other, other people. So I, I, and we'll talk a little bit more about this on, on our whatever Wednesday and we'll, we'll set up a date after this. But uh, I I think that uh, I, I have some very interesting questions for you and, and, and I would love to, you know, see how you, what your thought processes are on, on them. So
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm going
0: to go ahead and, and leave it at that. I, I wanted to, I want to definitely thank <laughs> you for it. It's definitely our longest Monday motivation, but I, I had a great time. And, and you, I, like, I just love talking to you because you, you bring up a lot of interesting things and, and, and again, different views that I don't think of. And that, you know, even though we are, you know, close friends, uh, we don't talk as much as we used to, uh, but I, I do, love that we have very different views on certain things. And that, I mean, we live completely different lifestyles, right? You are, you know, doing huge things and, and, you know, doing economy things and, or economic things and things like that. And I'm, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just talking on, on a podcast. Wow. Uh, but I, I, I do love, you know, that, that we still have, uh, the ability to, to, to chat and things like that. So I appreciate your time. And, uh, and, you know, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure, Jeremy. I reciprocate everything you said. So I, thanks for uh, having me on. A
0: uh, shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then Bank's for you. You can download today and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out Bank in the app stores. All right. And Sabercon For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at Sabercon. And last but certainly not least, uh, Keys. Uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.